Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast Season 40 Preseason Edition. I'm here um, with Ryan Winthrop, our new host for the season. Um, Jordan is not here today, but we have Ryan here. So we're going to actually talk about today about um, the, the format of the game. Uh, so basically different things such as Edge of Extinction, Fire Tokens, stuff that will be involved on this season. And, you know, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Um, season 39 was good, but season 40 is going to be even better. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so I'm excited to set up the season with you. Yeah, of course. Same with me. And just to let everyone know, um, we had Aaron Meredith from season 39 on to talk you know, a little bit about season 40, just to, you know, to get us kick-started on that content. Now we're going to have a few short podcasts right before the season does start. We're here. We'll talk about the format and later we'll have ones where we talk about the actual cast. So just to get started, I think the biggest take one of the biggest takeaways from the preview and of things we know right now is that this season will be paid played for not one million, but double that two million dollars. The biggest I believe it's the biggest um, reward for any reality show on on in TV history, which is pretty crazy. Um, Yeah. Yes. What, what do you think about that? That's pretty cool. I think it's exciting. I think that these are winners, so they're going to play hard no matter what. But it doesn't hurt to have the prize pot be a lot bigger. Um, if I was offered double, I'd be extra excited to do whatever, do with this podcast, doing anything. Um, but I think it's going to be really cool. They're going to get really hyped up for it. And I don't think it's going to affect the game too, too much, but it'll definitely be talked about for sure, though. Yeah, I'll tell you one place where it will affect the game is... Now, moving on to what we were going to talk about next is Edge of Extinction is back. Yeah. Very, very controversial because I know that obviously the last time, season 38, Edge of Extinction, it was a new thing. And somebody who was on the Edge of Extinction for an extended period of time ended up winning the game and came back when there was, I believe, only six people left. So that was definitely controversial there. And I didn't think it would ever come back because of how hated it was. And next thing you know, it's back. And I'll tell you what. There's $2 million at stake. It's all winners. There's no way anybody's leaving Edge of Extinction this time. There is 0% shot. I think when it was uh, happening the first time, I think I went into the season predicting we're going to get like four or five people quitting. We ended up getting only two with uh, Keith and Wendy. This time it's not happening. These are all winners. These are people who want to be the best of the best. If they have any shot to come back into the game, they're going to take it. So we're not going to see that sale raised anytime soon. No way. Right. And I, you know, I completely agree with that. And in terms of Edge of Extinction, I think that Survivor, and I'm hoping that this happened, I think that they realized, you know, where they screwed up last time. Edge of Extinction was kind of just inactive. It was a bunch of people basically just, you know, getting emotional on camera. You know, they didn't really have anything to do. They were bored. Occasionally, there would be like some kind of clue or something like that. And they'd all get excited because they were sitting there doing nothing all day. Now, it looks like there is going to be a little bit more gameplay on Edge of Extinction. And... I think that the reason they're doing this is because you don't want somebody who just basically did nothing for however long, you know, to end up at back in the game and have a chance to win. You actually want there to be some kind of gameplay that's associated with Edge of Extinction. Yeah, I agree. I think that Jeff and the producers are trying to, you know, write the ship and say, you know, we had this concept of how hard do you want it? How hard are you going to fight to get back in the game? And it was an interesting idea, but I think you're right. There was a lot of downtime and it just did not make for the most exciting television, I think especially with some of the people that we had on that cast as well. So I think that they're trying to make sure that we understand they're bringing the twist back to give it a second chance to really see, can they make it more interesting? Can they make it more active? Personally, I've never been a big fan of Edge of Extinction. I just don't 
love the concept of getting a chance to come back into the game, especially twice, once at the merge, once later. But I can at least appreciate them trying to make it more exciting at the very least. Oh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. At least, like, when on the Redemption Island seasons, you know, a lot of people may not have liked that even so because they had all their chances on Redemption Island to keep staying there, staying there, staying there. But at least they were battling their way in. And I have a feeling that this time, while there's not going to be duels, at least as we know right now, there's going to be strategy involved. And that leads me to what my next topic is. Uh, Fire tokens, which is an in-game currency that has never been seen before in Survivor, is appearing in this season. And there's been a lot, a lot of rules that have been announced, um, groundwork for what this is gonna, what this is gonna be, and how it's gonna work. And we found a little bit of a description, so I'm gonna read that right now. So, here we go. Fire tokens are an in-game currency used to purchase comfort, food, or advantages. Each survivor has one fire token at the start of the game. If a castaway is voted out, that castaway must will his or her fire token to any of the active survivors before going to Edge of Extinction. As the active survivors earn more fire tokens from those who are voted out, those on Edge of Extinction will find hidden game advantages on their island, which they will sell to the active survivors for a certain amount of fire tokens. While the advantages found on the Edge of Extinction have no use for the Edge's inhabitants, the fire tokens earned from selling these can be used to purchase their own advantages for the upcoming re-entry challenge for a better chance to get back into the game. The, sur- the active survivors will be informed of the advantages found from the edge and will have until sundown to purchase them. The castaways may also, use f- may also pool fire tokens in exchange for food, creature comforts, or an advantage in the next challenge. So there's a lot to take away from there, for sure. Yeah. What's, what is your biggest takeaway? I think my biggest takeaway is that it's interesting I think a theme that you'll see us mention, not just in these preseason podcasts, with um, especially with Jordan coming back as well, um, but also throughout the season, is that I think this new Edge of Extinction and the Fire Tokens, Dylan, are a very interesting idea. And I'm okay with it being tried, just not on this all-winner season. I wish that all-winners was just battle the best, use your best strategy, your best wits, and go for it. So I wish it wasn't here but I can at least see what they're trying, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. For all we know, this could really evolve the game even farther, or it could really backfire. So I'm excited to see what you think of it as well. Yeah, well, here's what I think of it. I think that what everyone's worried about in this season is they don't want... There's so many likable people on this on this season, and they don't want it to be so easy for their best for their favorite person to get voted out just because they were amazing in another season or they're a huge threat so exactly. i think that, that that's one of the reasons why edge of extinction is there of course for more airtime and obviously stuff like that but now fire tokens add just a whole new layer of strategy to every single move you make now it's not like you might not you might be voting out a big threat but you might be voting out somebody else for other reasons maybe like maybe you want fire tokens to go a certain way or you know we're gonna have to really see how this works i don't really have my head wrapped around how how it is gonna work but that one of the reasons why i think it is being introduced on the season is because if you introduced it in a season with all new players i think it would be maybe a little bit too much for them to handle right away especially having never seen it before these are all players who have played multiple times have all won this is the best of the best so i think that it act i actually like the idea to bring it in this season um that's just my personal opinion on it. I definitely think it's going to be interesting, and we'll have to see what happens with it. I think it's a very fair point, actually. I think that you're right. These people know the game better than anybody, 
And I think that they are the ones who can make this twist come alive in terms of really leveraging your social capital, using your social game, developing all new strategies that we haven't seen before. I think it really can elevate the gameplay, so I am excited for that. Granted, I do think a lot of us coming in wanted a more clean, less flooded game for the winners, but I think it's fine. I think the biggest point that you made is that we'll have to see how it plays out because it's going to come down to how much these things cost. Because if these, let's just say comfort costs one fire token, food costs two, and an advantage costs three, we're not going to see that many advantages in the game because it'll cost a lot of money to buy these advantages. And I think that the producers and Jeff got a lot of backlash for some seasons because there was way too many idols and advantages. Like we remember with Survivor Game Changers, people called it Advantage Geddon when Suri goes out because there was no one else to vote for because there was th three idols and Legacy Advantage. So she just was left with nothing left. And I think they want to avoid having too many advantages. So as long as the price for these uh, idols and advantages isn't too, too high, I think this can work out well, hopefully. So I wouldn't be surprised if the advantages are very expensive just to keep just to keep as what you said um as much advantages not as many as possible out of the game but just to keep from having a lot because i mean when you think of food and comfort compared to advantages obviously there's a huge difference and in a season where there's so many players and they've all played before and they've all won before and they all know that they're gonna have to bring their best game i find it so hard to believe that some people are gonna be wasting fire tokens on food or comfort unless you get late into the game and maybe you need food to fuel yourself for a challenge and you need to win immunity yeah. and individual other than that I mean, I can't see anybody using it for comfort unless it's some kind of where you like go somewhere on like a reward. But like, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. But just like any other new thing that's introduced in the game, whether it be, you know, immunity idols all these years ago, or even the fire making challenge in the final, in the final four, there's always new strategy that great players introduce that always like works out or ends up playing a role in later seasons. So for example... What most what comes to mind with me is during uh, season thirty five, Ghost Island when the season thirty six my bad season thirty six Ghost Island where the fire challenge was where the final four fire challenge was first introduced and Dom realized that he may need to go make fire himself just to get rid of Wendell and he you know he 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 backed out he didn't end up doing that but he threw the idea out there that paved the way for Chris to do that later yeah. in season 38 and end up winning the game. So I do have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of creative play with these fire tokens, stuff that you won't, you won't even think of until you actually see it play out on the screen. Yeah. I think some, some of our more cerebral winners are going to do well with this. Like I think a Yule Kwan or a uh, Parvati or a um, like maybe like a Sophie Clark, some of these people who are more cerebral, I think that they're going to, like you said, use these advantages in ways we haven't seen. I think that, They'll mainly go for these advantages and idols, like you said, but for all we know, at the end of the game, somebody could use it for fuel, or even at the very beginning, Yule could go to somebody and say, you know what, we, we want to get a leg up on this other tribe, or we want to win the challenge so they can send this person home. Let's pool our tokens for this food so we get the extra fuel we need. So I think just that's one example of how they can really change up the strategy right even from the start as well. Right, so that's what I was thinking also, like, there's going to be the official transaction of fire tokens with between the edge of extinction and the actual island. What about all the small trading and transactions there could be between the players? Exactly. What if what if somebody says, "All right, I'll give you all my fire tokens if you you know put your votes on this person or don't put your vote on me tonight, and I'll give you all these fire tokens." That could play a role. It's something as simple as that. It could be really anything that 
the fire tokens could be thrown around, you know, from person to person, from tribe to tribe. And it's going to be the person that manages this advantage with all the other survivor stuff that we've seen in the past. That's the person who's going to be most successful. Now, the other question I have for you is how do you think, like, these are winners. Are we looking at any people that will be bitter? Are we looking at people who are going to respect the game no matter what? Because in a concept where you have to vote people out and get their fire token, if you are very deceitful about it, you could potentially lose somebody's, like, trust. Like, for example, a good example of this actually is Sarah. Sarah's on the season. Sarah Lucina from Game Changers and Kagiyan, where she votes out Sierra Don Thomas just to get her legacy advantage. And Sierra ends up voting for Brad to win. Granted, she was aligned with Brad, but I think also she was a little bit bitter at Sarah for, like, deceiving her like that. Are we going to see people really going all out to get these fire tokens? Because people are going to know if they lie to them. So I'm wondering... How sneaky can you be to get these fire tokens without burning your bridges? Right. So I think that, look, all these guys know each other. They all know going in. They all know their games for the most part. Mm. And I think that they're really going to respect almost gameplay, almost com all gameplay completely, especially with this new Triss. It's kind of an unprecedented territory. So I don't know how you could really get bitter over something that... Mm -hmm. is is brand new and in a game for two million dollars a social game for two million dollars it's not just like when you vote at the end you're voting for somebody to win not one but two million dollars really like not a life-changing amount of money a life life-changing amount of money so yeah. i think that it's i think that for these people and we'll see i have a feeling that a lot of them are not really gonna get hurt based on stuff that happens in the game and really choose the person that deserves it um i yeah i can't see somebody being that bitter that they cost somebody two uh, two million dollars just because they were you know they were emotionally hurt over something the only way i could see it happening is if somebody does something maybe out of line or just wait or is just way too nasty about the way they do something and i don't really think i could see that with anybody on the cast yeah no i definitely agree i think that this is all winners i'm knocking on wood i really hope that if there's any season where we will not see any bitterness it's this one because these people are all winners they're all fans of the game they respect the game too much i think i've even heard i've been checking out some preseason coverage on survivor with you know dalton ross and entertainment weekly um these winners they know that they're playing with the best of the best and i think in the end at the end of the day they want their all winner season winners at war to be represented by the best winner i think they want to vote for who should represent the champion of champions. So I don't think we're going to see people being bitter or we're not going to see people voting for the person they're least mad at. I think we're going to basically see people going all out because they know that the winner of the season will be the person who earns it the most for sure. Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, I just, one of the seasons I just recently saw was Survivor One World with Kim yes. being winner. And one of the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen was Kim should, look, Kim should have got every single vote. There was no doubt at all. And in the in the final immunity, uh, final tribal council, where you know they were answering the questions, and Troy Zan went up and was like, "Kim, when was the moment you decided to turn on me? If you give me the right answer, I'll give you your vote." Like stuff like that. She gave what he thought was the wrong answer, and, she, and he didn't vote for her. Like I, you're not going to see any of that for sure. You're not. I think you're just going to see voting for the best winner, and that's it. So, I completely. No, agree. I, I definitely agree. I think that. Um, actually, that's a really good point about Kim because I, I do think Kim is one of the best winners. I'm very excited to see Kim Spradlin back on my television screen. I'm wondering if we will see that this season where, um, because, you know, Kim got one seven to two and she should have got all the votes. I'm wondering as a quick side note, do we think that the winner of the season will get a unanimous, unanimous vote if they played the best game or will we see a very 
even distribution. Like I would love personally if this was like a 10 uh, vote jury and in the end we get like a four to three to three vote, like the closest vote we've ever seen between all three people. I would love that because it would show how much these people respect the game. I think actually if you look at it historically over the last, I believe if my math is correct, over the last four or five seasons, ever since I think it may have been a Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. It may have been a little bit before that as well. We've seen so many seasons in a row where we have two people being discussed to win, whether it's Tommy and um, Dean or Gavin and Chris or Mike and Nick. We see two people being contested, and we see the third person like Angelina or Julie get no votes. They get no respect. I would love it this season if the jury can respect all these winners and we get a very, very close vote. That would be amazing. I actually think that that is what's going to happen, and the reason being is because I just I can't see uh, one of the people on this season being a, like they're going to be aware of their situation. They're going to know if, if they're being dragged, and I don't think anybody is going to is going to just want to go. Nobody's going to just want to go to the end. You're playing for yeah. two million. You're going to want to go. So I think that if a person is going to get quote unquote dragged a little bit they're going to get dragged and then make their move at some point before they even get to that point. So I think that that's very possible that we do see a very close vote, you know, five, four, uh, five, four, four, three, three, something like that um, in the end. And I'm excited to see, you know, like we had in the Dom Wendell season where you bring two great players to the end, what happens. So that, that would definitely be great. I, I agree. And I think a good point you brought up really quickly was uh, awareness because I think these people I hope, for the most part, they're all aware of how they played the game, how people see their games. Um, and I think they're going to want to elevate that and make sure that they play the best game they can. Like you just said, no one's going to want to get dragged to the end. I know we'll talk about this when we discuss the winners in our next podcast, but one really good example I just saw earlier today was Michelle. Michelle is actually very aware of how, you know, Korong is contested. Should Aubrey have won? It's a really controversial season, and she knows she's at the center of it. And I think she's aware that she doesn't want that to happen again. She doesn't want to get dragged. She doesn't want to be seen as somebody who is um, the, the the less of the winners, if that's a term. I think she wants to basically earn her spot, and she's aware of that's how she's perceived. So I do agree with our, our point that everybody will be gunning for it, and we're not going to see anybody dragged as a goat this season. And it's funny that you bring up Michelle because she oh. may, or may, may or may not be one of my sleepers, but we'll find that out. Next time, when we the next next week, when Jordan will be back, we'll have all three of us, and we will be discussing, um, you know, the cast. Basically, we'll be taking a deep dive into the cast, discussing, you know, each person who we think is going to possibly win, who we think is going to go out early, who we think are you know dark horses to go far, who we think are maybe people that are being overhyped. We're going to talk about it all next week. So thank you for listening to this short form uh, preseason content and. Um, hope everyone's back next week. Hoping so. We'll talk to you guys then.